You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome to the Daily Hammer, your daily news source when it comes to the Atlanta Braves as part of the Battery Power Podcast Network. My name is Sean Coleman. Hope wherever you are and wherever you are listening, you are having an outstanding start to your Thursday. Of course, you can find the Daily Hammer, the Battery Power Podcast, the Road to Atlanta Podcast, and the podcast to be named later, all at BatteryPower.com, at BatteryPowerSBN, across all forms of social media, and free on all podcast platforms. Just make sure that you hit that subscribe button. Wherever you listen, that's where we'll be for free. Just hit that subscribe button, and you'll get the latest content when it's available. Of course, my name is Sean Coleman. You can find me at StatsSAC on Twitter. Always a pleasure to to be with you. When it comes to the Braves, here's the latest from Atlanta. And the latest is simply this. The Braves are likely ready to get back to Atlanta. A welcome off day on Thursday for the Braves after what was a, you know, pretty hard West Coast road trip. The Braves went 4-4, four and four, you know, sweeping the Oakland Athletics um, in the first two games. But then a rare occurrence against the Mariners and against the Giants. Literally, for the first time, it literally has been four months since the Braves have lost consecutive series in a row. They lost two out of three to the Mariners, and they lost two out of three to the Giants on this West Coast road trip. You have to go back to the middle of May, literally four months ago, to find the last time the Braves lost consecutive series. At that time, it was against Milwaukee and the San Diego Padres. So yes, that's definitely a positive. It it speaks to how awesome... The Braves have been playing baseball over the past four months, but you definitely don't want for this type of development to occur in the middle of September, and especially when the Braves are trying to take full advantage of the fact that the New York Mets are struggling themselves. Now, at the end of the day, as we enter Thursday, the Braves are now just a half game behind the Mets. We know that they've been fluctuating between even being a half game in front of the Mets. The Braves have been fluctuating between a game and a half out to half a game ahead for the past week. But a reason why that is is because the Braves themselves now have lost four out of their six games. And a lot of the same things occurred on Wednesday that we saw earlier in the season when you know for much of the for much of the season even when the Braves started playing better they consistently had struggles during the middle of the week when it came to series finales that occurred during day games and that wound up happening again on Wednesday a 4 to 1 loss to the San Francisco Giants Carlos Rodon was spectacular, though he left the game early due to a blister. The Braves had very little success against him at all. 13 strikeouts and 31 plate appearances, or 31 at-bats, only one walk on the day for the Braves. And they just never could get going offensively, 
and they wound up dropping the game 4-1. to Thankfully, the Mets were able, the Cubs actually swept the Mets in New York, so again, the Braves are only a half game back in the NL East. But there are some relevant concerns, and that starts with the fact that now Charlie Morton is starting to regress back to some of the inconsistencies that we found from him earlier in the season. Charlie Morton on Wednesday, five and one-thirds innings, four hits, four runs, two walks, seven strikeouts. Morton is still striking people out at a you know an above average to pretty high rate. But now, over his past eight starts, he's fluctuated from being excellent to above average to, to struggling. In four of his past eight starts now, Morton has given up four or more runs in those starts. Some of it, some of it has been given up home runs. Some of the, some of it has been given free passes. But one of the things that stood out about last year, we talk about the moves that Alex Anthopoulos made for the offense, how he retooled the outfield last season when the Braves were starting to make their run to get to the playoffs in 2021. But another thing that also really contributed to the Braves playing excellent baseball down the stretch was the fact that. Max Freed and Charlie Morton were one of the best one-two combinations in the starting rotation in the majors. This season, the Braves have featured that as well. Max Freed and Spencer Strider have been absolutely phenomenal as a one-two combination. But I do think that it's fair to say that the Braves have some question marks going on when it comes to their pitching staff in its entirety. The bullpen has struggled. We know Kinsley, Kinley Jansen struggles. We saw that firsthand against Seattle in a game that the Braves should have won. But it's also the starting rotation. As spectacular as Kyle Wright has been, as spectacular as Spencer Strider has been, over each of their past few starts, they've shown struggles. Kyle Wright's had a bit of issue when it comes to arm fatigue. Max Reed's fine. Max Reed is, in my opinion, He's clearly someone that the Braves should feel feel comfortable using in a game one situation when the playoffs eventually come. He should be fine. But while the numbers suggest Kyle Wright has been spectacular this season, and he has, there are some concerns about will there be more arm fatigue that pops up, and then will he potentially have a clunker of a start like he did a couple of starts ago when he gave up eight runs in that start. And then, of course, Spencer Strider, he, he, he's been fine. He's run into a bit of trouble over his past few starts. Will the innings that he's pitching, will that catch up with him at some point in time? It remains to be seen. But the point is, is that with these questions, the hope for the Braves is that, they'll be, that they would be able to have multiple arms they could rely on with Charlie Morton being someone that could be reliable to at least put together quality starts when he goes out there. And right now, Morton is definitely struggling. And in games in which the Braves' offense cannot muster any type of life, it's hard for the Braves to be able to win if they combine that offensive effort with Charlie Morton struggling on the mound, and we're starting to see that more often than we would like. But what it comes down to right now for the Braves, as they get back to Atlanta, and they're going to start facing a very, very heavily concentrated schedule when it comes to their opponents. It's going to be heavily concentrated on the NL East. Without a doubt, where the Braves' bread is buttered is their offense performing like one of the best offenses in the majors. 
Currently, it's still doing that. Even in September, the Braves are eighth in many offensive categories. But one thing that has to change is that the top of the Braves order must start to be the reason why this Braves offense returns to form as one of the best in the major leagues. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to the Future of Work, a Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the Pod wherever you get your podcasts. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also, 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Another notable development from Wednesday was the fact that Ronald Acuna Jr. played right field for the first time in 12 games. If we go back a few weeks, you know, there was plenty to talk about when it came to Ronald Acuna Jr. discussing his knee, discussing that it's likely his knee is going to be something that's going to have to be more managed and maintenance as time goes on, rather than it truly being something that is at 100% at any time, you know, in the near future. The great thing about it is, is that Ronald has been able to continue to DH for the Braves, but this time around, he also was able to play right field. So a great development for the Braves and the fact that Acuna seems to be, Acuna Jr. seems to, you know, be working around, you know, any type of knee discomfort as his knee gets back to full form and he was able to play the field. Obviously, if the Braves could have Ronald Acuna Jr. play the field, that may open up the opportunity for the Braves to be able to feature their best hitters featuring a William Contreras or others at designated hitter. That was one development for the Braves at the major league level that was notable on Wednesday. The other notable development for the Braves actually occurred on the farm down at Gwinnett when it comes to Aussie Albies. Now, Albies came back earlier this month and has been playing um, in in minor league rehab games now for about 10 days. And the thing that stood out was that it was great to see Aussie back, you know, on the field, performing, you know, getting, you know, back to his full form, coming off, you know, his broken foot that he suffered towards the middle of June. But Albie struggled, has struggled for much of his rehab assignment. That was until earlier this week on Tuesday. Albie's put together a five-hit performance, including a walk-off home run. Well, then last night, he was able to put together another very impressive game, including a run-scoring triple. So it's great to see Albies hopefully returning to form. Now, the great thing for the Braves is that they still have time. They can manage Ozzie Albies' return. They can make sure that Albies returns once he fully feels he's back to being his normal self. That's the luxury that they've been provided 
with how good Vaughn Grissom has done so far in his Major League debut. We talked about when Ozzy Albies may be able to make his return. Would it be at some point during this West Coast road trip? And though it's been because of struggles, it actually may work out for the best that at some point during this homestand, Albies may be able to return to Atlanta. And though he may not return to the you know starting lineup you know immediately full time, the whole thing is is that with the performance that Von Grissom has been able to provide, that gives the Braves the, the luxury of easing Ozzy Albies back into the lineup so that he can be as close to his normal self as possible for the playoffs. But the one unfortunate bit of news from Wednesday is that starting pitcher Ian Anderson, who we've talked about, you know, here on the Daily Hammer, it's been discussed, you know, plenty across uh, the Battery Power Podcast Network as well as at batterypower.com through the great written material provided at the website. It's been talked about a lot. Ian Anderson's inconsistencies, his struggles so far in 2022 resulted in about a month ago him being sent down to the minor leagues in which he's been able to put together some starts, you know, nothing just incredibly impressive, but, you know, from all accounts, it does seem as if he's done decent to, you know, better down in AAA than he was in the majors. Well, unfortunately, uh, Ian Anderson, it was discovered, had an oblique injury on Wednesday. Uh, the good There's a good chance he would likely be out for a month, and to be honest with you with how the AAA uh, season goes and the fact that the Braves probably were not going to rely on Anderson's arm in the playoffs. In other words, it's likely that Ander Ian Anderson's season is over. And let's be honest, it was a forgettable 2022. You know, Anderson has shown too much talent in the past for the Braves not to, you know, feel that he'll be able to get back on track in 2023 and beyond. But that's going to be one of the bigger offseason um, question marks, one of the bigger off-season stories to follow. Can the Braves get Ian Anderson back on track? Just too talented too talented of an arm for the Braves not to be able to figure out how to get him back being effective. Hopefully once healthy, he'll be able to put together an off-season routine that can let him get back to the great form that we've seen, especially from such a young pitcher in the playoffs and in October over the past few seasons. But in terms of what the Braves need to fix right now, one of the most important aspects of this Braves team that really needs to improve in the near future is the production overall of the top part of their lineup. Obviously, MLB offenses are going to be at their best when the best bats in their lineup are performing at their best. And right now, that unfortunately is not the case for the Braves' bats. Yesterday, one of the biggest reasons why the Braves really could not get any offense going is because combined in yesterday's game between Ronald Acuna Jr., Dansby Swanson, Austin Riley, and Matt Olson, though that quartet of hitters, the top four hitters in the Braves' lineup on a regular basis, 0 for 16, a combined seven strikeouts, no hits, no walks. If the top four in any Major League Baseball order are going to go 0 for 16, you're typically going to find it very hard to win. We've talked about the fact, and it's no coincidence that, it co that it, this truth coincides since Michael Harris came to the majors. We've talked about one thing that the Braves have benefited from was the fact that the bottom of their order has been the best in baseball since the start of June. And that is a great Great development for the Braves.
but it's without a doubt been needed because of the fact that over the past six weeks, the top of the Braves order has struggled. And we've discussed it. Ronald Acuna Jr. dealing with the knee discomfort, though he did have a very impressive August. He's kind of fallen off a bit as he's been trying to manage his knee. He's been somewhat productive, but, you know, obviously nowhere near the Ronald that we're used to. Dansby Swanson, though he certainly has had some great moments, especially, you know, on Tuesday night when he when he helped the Braves get a victory against the Giants. He's had his moments, but he, over the past six weeks to two months, has not been performing like he was in May and June. We've also looked at the fact that Austin Riley has fallen off, fallen off considerably since the start of August compared to his historic August, and also Matt Olson now four or five hits in his uh, over his last 60 plate appearances. Sure, on occasion, the power is on display, but overall, Matt Olson has been struggling over the past few weeks. Because of that, in general, the Braves are getting below average production from the top of their order since the start of August. Over the past six weeks, the Braves' top of the order, when you stack up the production of the Braves' lineup, from the first through the fourth spots in their lineup since August 1st against the top half of other teams of other teams orders the Braves are 20th in WOBA they are 20 the 23rd in WRC plus and they are 19th in OPS when it when it comes to the production of the top of their order compared to the rest of the majors when I discuss the fact that the, that the Braves offense, which is, you know, at times been the best in the majors this year, arguably top five this season, but when I talk about the fact that the Braves offense has truly not been clicking at all cylinders really at all this season, this is what I mean. It's either been the bottom of the Braves batting order or a Braves hitter performing at an MVP level that really has helped this offense perform well. But just imagine if Michael Harris can continue his excellent work and if the top of the order can ever start to find its groove, hopefully it can before the playoffs, again, this Braves lineup can beat anyone. But the thing is, it's going to have to figure out a way to fire on all cylinders. And at the end of the day, no matter how special or how hot Michael Harris can be from the plate, This Braves lineup is not going to reach the best version of itself unless the best bats in the lineup get going. There's been one of the biggest reasons on this road trip why the Braves went 4-4 and and why, you know, we consistently have seen, you know, the Braves offense have some success then fall off. We've seen inconsistencies. There's been far too many games where there's been goose eggs in the box score for Austin Riley and Matt Olson. So yes, it's great that on this off day, the Braves find themselves down only a half game to the Mets, despite the fact that they lost consecutive series for the first time since May. But the big key is this, is that the, the despite the fact that the Braves are now only a half game behind the Mets in the division, the Braves really need to start taking advantage of of winning games while the Mets are struggling so the Braves potentially can have a lead in the division once they face the Mets in late September. And while, yes, one can point to the bullpen 
as the way for that to occur, I also feel that it definitely the spotlight definitely shines on the Braves' best bats needing to get going as soon as possible. And hopefully, hopefully that can occur as the Braves will be facing only NL East opponents for the rest of the season. We'll actually discuss that on tomorrow's Daily Hammer as the Braves will return to action, you know, on fr or, or, on Friday. Or excuse me, we'll actually discuss that on Friday's Daily Hammer as the Braves will gear up to welcome the Philadelphia Phillies to Atlanta. That is the one unique thing about the Braves' schedule for the rest of the year. All 19 of their remaining games, I believe, 18, 19 remaining games for the Braves will be against NL East opponents. How they do in those games, obviously, is going to dictate, eventually, where they wind up in the NLE standings. It's going to be a lot of fun to watch, and it's always a lot of fun to join with you here on the Daily Hammer. Thank you for listening. Again, you can find all the great shows from the Bra from the Battery Power Podcast Network at BatteryPower.com, at BatteryPowerSBN, across all forms of social media, and free on all podcast platforms. My name's Sean Coleman. Can't thank you enough for joining us here on the Daily Hammer. Hope you have a great day. We'll talk to you again soon here on the Daily Hammer. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high quality leads, fast closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.